this. Talk so hum MCs who can't rock the kids, so go cut the cheese. Take this application of rhymes like these. My rap trend hot 110 degrees. So don't stop facing, I'll stop placing. Bets on that you'll be disgracing. You and your mind for my beat, for my rhymes. A time for a crime that I can't find. I show you my gun, my Uzi ways are dumb because I'm public enemy. Number one, one, one. Hey everybody, it's Jay Bush checking in with you here on Public Enemies Number One, joined by, as always, Tangent and Dr. Jeebus. Say hi, guys. What is up, everyone? Hey, hey how's it going? So, for those of you uh, that um, don't know, Tangent is the deep-voiced, no-nonsense guy on the cast, and the person that sounds like a 14-year-old boy <laughs> is Dr. Jeebus, in fact. <laughs> Thanks, I appreciate it. So for, for everybody that thought that he sounded like his avatar on Twitter, like I did, I'm sorry to disappoint you. Basically, he does, not, human, he does not actually sound like a gruff old man. Or a human grizzly bear, which is pretty much what yeah. I pictured. Yeah, me too. I always pictured him like when he's getting into his like arguments and stuff, he's always like, No, you shut the fuck up. Hard, hard, hard. <laughs> But no, he doesn't if you want, like I can try and talk like that. <laughs> I think that. Would yeah, be actually, you should. You should do that just because then it will, you know, match the image in our heads. So <laughs> that'd be awesome. So we are here today to introduce to you the new Public Enemies podcast. We don't really know exactly what's going to happen, but uh, it's just something that we all kind of decided that uh, we wanted more no nonsense stuff, and we wanted to get that out to you. So we're going to talk about some stuff. We're going to hold nothing back. And um, we're going to tell it like it is. That's pretty much what our agenda is today. Uh, did you guys want to say anything before we start? Uh, no, man. I just think it's. I think we needed someone that was going to say it straight and just, just like you said, not hold back. So I think it's going to be cool. And we will uh, basically lay the smack to the people that deserve the smack laid to them, including each other. Absolutely. And I think the main thing here is to just make sure that everybody understands that this isn't uh, for us to just kind of go up on our little pedestal and just say fuck and also that everybody sucks. Uh, yeah. it's just so much that we just wanted to get together the three of us and, uh, preach our no taking shit rules that we have for ourselves to the public. Exactly. So, so yeah, so I think, uh, we could probably let Jeebus start out. Uh, something that everybody kind of wanted to talk about, um, quite a bit is just mainly the, uh, what, what NPH has done to various metas. Uh, so, you know, Mental Misstep doing some crazy stuff in Legacy, Batterskull kind of ruining Standard even more than it already was. I figured uh, we'd open up with, with gruff old Mr. Jeebus. <laughs> yeah, you have to stop referring to me as that. <laughs> Look, I can't help that I sound like a little girl, right? Well, uh, at least you're willing to admit that and everything, you know. We stand, yeah, we stand beside that. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so New Phyrexia, uh I really liked the set when it was being spoiled and stuff, but his turned out a little differently than we all expected. Uh, Batterskull, it seemed like a really good card. It seemed like, I don't know, just a really solid equipment that would be fun to have, and now it's resulted in everyone saying Stoneforge Mystic needs to be banned, which, I don't know, I think that's unnecessary. I don't think Stoneforge Mystic can ever be the problem, because it's only as good as the cards it tutors. Um, right. But Batter Skull is a little too powerful of something to be able to tutor and then drop into play for almost free. It's like a two mana Bane Slayer at that point. Yeah, that's pretty bad. 
And and what do you so do you, so you don't think then that Stoneforge is the problem? You think that the cards it's getting is, and so if there were to be a banning, you wouldn't think that like you wouldn't call for Stoneforge to be banned. I mean, if there had to be a banning, which I'm still not convinced there needs to be, if there was, I think Stoneforge would be the card to ban just because it's better than you know going around banning like half a dozen equipment. Right. But, yeah. yeah I, I don't think I think the equipment are the real culprits, not the Stoneforge. But if you had to cut something, unfortunately, that's the thing tying it all together. Even though it itself is not degenerate. Well, the yeah. One, the one thing I want to say here, I just want to interject, is is that the problem isn't so much that that it's made standard unplayable because a lot of I mean it seems like every time standard rotates it becomes unplayable to some group of people because you know Jund is taking over or the Fey are taking over or whatever there's always something that people just get pissed off about the main thing is 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 you know people are always telling me I should go play legacy and everything well you know what I, I do play Legacy. It's called Standard. Because now, this stupid deck is taking over Legacy, too. And it I, may, know, I saw that, yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's getting... That's a little bit ridiculous when, again, you know, I, I think I heard uh, it on another podcast, but, like, some main Legacy cards being played are, are what, Jace and Stoneforge Mystic, you know, or, or Batterskull. It's just like that man. is a really big one. I I think uh, I I saw um, people talking about this weekend. Right, there was batter everywhere. Yeah, exactly. And it's like okay, I mean, so should batter skull be banned? Is it that it's not too strong for legacy because legacy is already so strong, but it's just ridiculous and standard. So really, yeah. you would have to get rid of Stoneforge. I don't know. At this point, I do wonder if, if something should be banned, even though I don't I think, think they will. I think it's interesting that the only two cards people have been calling to get banned are Jace and Stoneforge. Uh, besides Smitty. I don't think you've been listening. <laughs> Smitty's people been calling for Valakut to get banned, too. Well, people have been... You know, people have wanted Jace banned since about three oh, months after it was printed. People are yeah. calling for uh, Squadron Hawk to be banned, which is... Really ludicrous. They they have well, said it. Yeah, like, that's that's, that's bullshit. Though that's ridiculous. Yeah. But I mean, like, so I've I've so far I've only heard I uh, of Jace and Stoneforge. Um, I think the problem with Stoneforge, like you said, like I don't know how I tried to touch on this on the eighteen, but like I don't know how far ahead and how kind of together these blocks are designed. And I mean, like I have some friends that work for Wizards, and I've talked to them before, and like. They aren't. They don't have the same mindset as pro Magic players. So a lot of times, like in Future Future League, they don't come up with decks like Cobblade. They might come up with like a blue white variant, or they might come up with something that's cool, but they don't come up with the same deck. So then, like, I'm trying to figure out, like, you know, when Stoneforge first came out, like it was never used ever. Like there was a, a you know, a white weenie equipment deck that floated around a bit, but I mean, like bad players played that, and I mean, <laughs> yeah, I know like, exactly. I used to say that all the time. It wasn't just bad players. It was, I mean, it was a good deck for fighting Jund. No, dude, it sucked, man. I mean, no. Are you talking about... Oh, I mean, I never lost using Jund against it, but I'm told that it was... You never to lose. For them. Yeah, you, you never lose unless it's mana screwed. <laughs> Not always true. <laughs> but, so, but like, I, I think to get like, t- I think the big thing, like, Jeebus was touching on is that, like, Stoneforge is only as good as the cards that it can go get. Right. And then Tangent was talking earlier about how like this seems to be some deck in standard that's always broken. And I, I don't have a whole lot of experience in this, but correct me if I'm wrong, but this always seems to be like after a lot of sets are in standard. You know, I mean, 
like the blue white control wasn't the best deck for a long time and the Stoneforge Mystic wasn't a good card for a long time. And then what happened is the next block came out and it got a little bit better. And then the second set in the block came out and it got really ridiculous with the second sword. And now it's just ass backwards. Like when the card was put into play in the set that it was designed for and in the decks that it was being thought of and used in in Future Future League and etc., it wasn't that great. It didn't actually do anything really relevant. A whole lot of the time, right? Right, right. So, like, and same with Jund. Like, Jund wasn't strong when Fairies was around so much so that it, like, when Fairies was gone. And Jund wasn't really strong when, like, Alara was the only set that had Jund colors, right? It got really strong towards the end as cards kept getting kind of added to it. And I wonder if maybe that's the problem. Like, are the developers just not, when they're designing cards, like, are they just not considering backwards compatibility enough? I, I think so, you know, to some extent. I mean, I don't, I don't know how developers and game testers could not have seen Batterskull being a real problem with Stoneforge Mystic still in the format. I mean, that's, it, you know, and I, and I know that you guys, I think, were talking about it on the A team, but it's, it's the truth. It's like, it's such bullshit that, that they put a card that's almost unbeatable. Not completely, but it's it, it makes it so difficult for every other deck out there. And the only other yeah. decks... I mean, they basically, really, between that and Splinter Twin and Valakut, it's like aggro decks are pretty much unplayable at this point. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I've been a champion of Boros for a long time, and, like, you can't even... You couldn't even play it. Like, it was really difficult to play with, like, with two swords in the format. It was, like, even... Harder now, like it's impossible. You can't play it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, as soon as Batterskull yeah. lands, dude, you might as well just kiss your ass goodbye. Like the ultimate troll that Wizards played on me was that Batterskull scooped me out of playing Standard Magic. Yeah, I know. Exactly. I just I scooped I scooped all of Standard. I just won't play it anymore. Right. And like I know that like some people will say quit bitching, start brewing, or whatever. And like that's fine. Like I'm not saying that like there isn't decks that beat. Or there aren't cards that beat it. I'm just saying that. I just think it's like just absolutely just a bonkers nah, card. Like, yeah, it is, man. It's unreasonable. I mean, like I just said it on Twitter the other day. It's like it's stop bitching, start net decking. That's pretty much the only yeah, thing you much. can do. Like, and the other thing is, like, I'm not interested in playing Cobb mirrors over and over again. And I'm not interested in playing any deck that has to play five Cobblade matchups. <laughs> like, even at my F and M, that's free. My F and M is free to go play. Well, yeah, um, yeah, that's awesome. And I still don't go, and lots of people still don't go. Well, the thing, the problem is, is like you were saying, like having to put all these things in the counter cobblade, but then you just get screwed out of the real, you know, uh, out of a game against anyone else. It's like if you're not playing cobblade, all those cards that might give you an opportunity to beat cobblade don't do shit against any other. Against anything else. Yeah, exactly. And then you lose to, like, some kid playing, like, <laughs> fucking the worst deck ever with singletons and shit because, like, you can't count for, like, a Plague Stinger or something. Yeah, exactly. Jay, you kind of mentioned it before that uh, if, like, Future Future League, they have a different mindset and everything. I think they do. I don't know if it's they have a different mindset necessarily in terms of deck building. I'm guessing their mindset comes from... This is this is just an educated, <clears throat> excuse me, an educated guess since I don't work for them. But I think they have a different mindset in that they don't actually have to endure uh, standard, like, week in and week out the way that a lot of the players do. Because it is it is always this time of year, like when the third set in a block comes out, yeah. where standard just sucks every year. Yeah, it becomes um, like, unplayable. Because at this point, there, you know, there's 
pretty much no ideas left. You know, the pros yeah. have already come up with everything playable that's going to happen. And even if you want to go to F&M and just have fun with your own deck, like, even if it's just, like, a great group of guys who want to have fun, there'll still always be that one douchebag who shows up playing whatever the most popular deck in the format is. Yes, yeah. one or two, and you'll always everyone. get paired against them. And even if you don't, it just, like, that kills attendance and just starts really ruining yeah. the experience for everyone. Yeah. Since I don't think, you know, I think they're doing it at a much faster pace than we go through. You know, they right. they aren't they haven't experienced a solid year of just the same deck being on top nonstop and having yeah. no way to avoid it at all. Yeah, yeah, that's actually a good point, I guess. Yeah, I think, and that, that's what I was saying like earlier. Like uh, Aaron Forsyth asked, uh, you know, a little while ago, like if F and M attendance is down because of Cobblade. Like he didn't say, you know, is F and M attendance down, and could you tell me why? He straight out said, like, because of these cards and everybody. Like there was a big resounding yes despite what some other uneducated people will claim. <laughs> um, there's a big resounding yes, but the thing is that, like, like, and I don't care what everybody else's FNM is. I don't give a shit about your FNM. I give a shit about my FNM, right? To a greater extent, as a person, like, as a celebrity-ish in the magic community who ha- may or may not have any power to do anything, uh, I care, and I, I really want people to hear that, you know, we're sick of playing this shit, and I'm sick of playing against it so much so that I quit, but at the same time, like, my FNM is free, and I don't go. And that's fine that I don't go. But at the same time, like our FNMs used to get like 25 players, and the attendance is way down. On a free FNM, where when you win, you get just a free 30 or $35 of store credit. Like, not just trade, like store credit. Like, you can get toys, or dice, or sleeves, or comics, like or cards, like free commander decks. Like, people won't go for free money. Because they're just sick of playing just Cobblade after Cobblade after Darkblade after Sparkblade. Yeah. Well, you guys were saying that, that you know, this is the way it's been. And I, I said this is the way it's been. People always hate something, you know, in, in the format, like mm-hmm. Bay or, or Jund or whatever. But or Valakut. Right, right, right. Oh, Valakut sucked, yeah. But but the thing is, what what Jeeves was saying is that uh, at the end of the... What, well, I guess you both were saying at the end of the cycle is when, when it gets its worst... And that may be true, but like when Jund was was getting ready to go out, it was still beatable. I still played things. You could meta a deck that would still beat other decks and beat Jund. Now it may not have been the most effective against other decks, but it was still effective. And mm-hmm. I and I made decks specifically to beat Jund. I hated Jund, but I respected it. And I because and because of the fact that I respected it, you know, I I made decks that would beat it. I, I would take out those, the, the Jun decks, and then I would hope for, you know, decent matchups otherwise. And I just don't feel that that's the way it is right now. I feel like if you take, if you make the deck like a fast aggro to beat Ka or something, and now with Batterskull, it's even pretty much impossible, but if, say, you could with a fast aggro, it would still be beat, destroyed by the next two decks. You would never even be able to advance because you know what Valakut yeah. destroys aggro and so does uh the splinter twin right and that well the, and like that's the thing is like you know what i don't mind in a meta when it's rock paper scissors right like right. when there's when there's two and a half or three decks or four decks or five decks or ten decks that kind of just continuously go around in circles and 
can, can like can beat each other, right? So yeah. Boros can beat Valakit, Valakit can beat Cobblade, Cobblade can beat Boros, whatever. Just out of example, I don't know if that's actually true or not, but whatever. <laughs> right, let's just right. say out of example, right? I don't mind that meta because that means that I at least have choices and that maybe I can outplay some people, get some lucky draws, whatever. I really, really hate it though when just like, and like this happened with Jund all the time, where like good players, bad players. Awful players, new players, old players, <laughs> yeah. shitty players, dumb players, good, right. like, smart players. Every fucking person on the planet played Jund because it was easy. Every de- every fucking card in the in the deck was a goddamn common, except for like pulse. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. So you could pick up your cards after a fucking draft and build this deck for like free, and you just needed to buy some dual lands and some pulses. It was like you know, and then. And then every person, everybody played it. Like, even people you hadn't seen for months and months and months, they're like, oh, you know, I'm going to check out F&M. I built this deck on the fucking bus on the way over. <laughs> you know? And then you just play Jund, and it's like, okay, you mulled the three. You kept one land and two Blightning. And then you still beat me somehow. And it's like, fuck you. Fuck this. <laughs> I'm not fucking, fuck this. So, and that's how I feel now. And, like, you know, I mean, I'd love to go and play. Like, there's... There's two turn like two F and M's a week. Like we do Wednesday night magic and and Friday night magic, and they're both standard and they're both free. And I never go to them ever because I'm just sick of playing the same decks over and over again. So what's the solution? Wizards needs to get their head out of their ass and stop printing lame ends to the cycle. I'm not sure. Like I th- I don't think that the the solution is to not ever print cards. I think the solution no, no, is I to just like. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the solution mainly is just like to maybe like I like I don't know the inner workings of wizards so this is just like this could be way off base but I think they just need to have better analysis of what's actually going on like sets are made so far in advance right 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 like really mm-hmm. far in advance right yeah like so like three years I think Something yeah like so so do they take into account like that the last one hundred Star City opens and. GPs and PTQs and everything has been taken down by Cobblade and then like adjust? Or do they just kind of go, oh, well, we didn't foresee this. I guess we'll just release this set anyway. You know? Yeah, I mean, it depends on when they catch it. Because, I mean, like, the, um, oh, it's a fucking guy, Sulfur Elemental from Planner Chaos. I don't know if you remember. It was a no, split I didn't play second. Them. Okay, it was a split second red creature that gave all white creatures plus one, minus one. And right. they printed that. That was thrown in the set at the last second. Because they had just found out, like, they had just realized how fucking annoying and ridiculous the Martyr of Sands deck was. And they were like, right. oh shit, we need to print something that will stop this. So if they catch it in time, you know, before something goes to print, then they, right, they'll right. do their best to fix it. But, like... Because that's the thing, like, they, like Mark Rosewater and Aaron Forsyth are on Twitter all the time. I mean, like, Tom Lapilli is on Twitter, but he doesn't seem to give a shit about anything we say. And, uh, you know, like, some other magic people are. But I think the most prolific are, like, obviously Mark Rosewater and Aaron Forsyth. And whether they care or not is, I think, irrelevant because they're on there seeing it. Like, they're there. But, like, can they make changes? Like, we've been... People have been complaining about Cobblade for a long time. And they seem to be printing a lot of good cards that fit into Cobblade. And then some okay cards that maybe can hose Cobblade, but nothing that can really do anything to it long-term or, or, you know, without a whole lot of luck. Well, like and you were just like, saying, well, though, the, these things were planned out so far in advance, right? That yeah. Like, like, yeah, they're seeing that it's a problem right now. But I guess the thing that I would say is if you're going to talk about banning and stuff, you get the first set, coming, Scars comes out, and you're looking at Stoneforge and you're like, wow, that's actually a deck, right? 
And, yeah. and, and it's, it may not be the best deck, but there's no way that they could have been looking at the next two sets and been like, oh, well, here's a better sword. That sword's gonna make things <laughs> really crazy in that deck. And then looked at Batter Skull and gone, oh, yeah, I think everything will be perfectly okay if that thing starts coming out. Well, that's the out. thing, like, how can you, how can you go, you know what would be really great? A sword. Well, let's bring back swords when we go back to Mirrodin. Yeah. Okay, cool. And the swords are powerful and whatever. Well, let's make some cool swords. Cool. And then you make a sword, and then a deck comes out that's uber powerful. And you have three months of watching this deck be really good. And then you print another sword anyway, one that's arguably better, but it's better right away. But And then it catches on. So you have six months now that you've been watching this happen. And <laughs> yeah. you go, I think what we're going to do is still print a sword that's really awesome. And then we're going to print basically a sword that's on steroids. Right, yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But what can like they I, do in that situation? I it's feel a, like they I Michael Bayed us. <laughs> like, well, I think I think the problem, it's, it's almost symptomatic of block design, which is why it's always this time of year that everything starts to suck. Right. They started to see it was a problem with one sword, and then especially with two. But, you know, we were we were promised from before the set was even printed with From the Vault, like... You are getting three new swords. We are finishing yeah. this cycle, of so fucking deal with it. So they can't be like, oh, this is a problem. we got to take this out. And like with Batter Skull, you know, Living Weapon was the new mechanic. They they have to print a tournament-playable Living Weapon card. Like, I don't think there has... I remember I actually thought about this once, and I had to go way back, but I'm, I can't remember the last time they actually printed a mechanic that nothing saw tournament play. Even that, right. like, piece of shit promo, even, like, sanity grinding saw play. Right. So there has I to be, there has never to be thought something. Like, well, that's, so that's fine. I agree with what you're saying, dude. But here's here's the thing, man. Just like, like we were saying, you know, you, you have all this time. You see it's a problem, clearly, right? Like, so once scars hit and that sword's being used, maybe you didn't see the think about, you know, this, this card that hadn't been be seeing play all of a sudden becoming popular with the Stoneforge Mystic. But now you see that it's being used, and you look in the future and you say, there's two much more powerful weapons that are coming out that's going to make this guy ridiculous. With Jace, I mean, yeah, you could be powerful without, but of course, but you have to take into account that this is also running alongside Jace, which makes it even more powerful. Okay, and then, and then so, so basically you have this ridiculous set of cards out there that are working together. This is the time when when wizards should be looking at banning. Now, now, granted, look, I've been against the banning up until really until Batter Skull because now it's getting to the point of ridiculousness with legacy and everything. I've been completely against it, and I say it's it's stupid to even ask it, and we're just gonna have to deal with this shit. But the thing is, is now it's at a point where it's not fun for anyone. Well, for the people that aren't playing Cobblade, and some of the people that are just feel like they have to play Cobblade. And so, so you're at a point here where basically you have to play Cobblade or something that really just totally wrecks it. And it's just not fun. So Wizards could see that. They could have banned it. There's, I know they don't ban a lot, but what's the, you know, the requisite for, for them banning well, something? And the thing is, like, I didn't play Legacy, but didn't, or maybe it was extended or something. What happened this year with, with, uh, Survival? That was this year in Legacy, right? That it was ridiculous. Yeah, it was. That it, it was, like became. I don't like. What made it so ridiculous? I think it was just a high percentage of of decks that had it, and it. 
But like, why? Because I don't remember last year hearing about it. Or was it, like I know it's always it been a ridiculous while, card, but like last year it wasn't. It wasn't bonkers. the same. Yeah, I don't so know. Like, I th- I think it was some cards that came out that made it work better. So like to draw a parallel to that, survival's always been a ridiculously powerful card, and right. then it became really powerful for what like maybe a month, maybe two. Like right. I don't remember hearing about it for very long this year, right. and then they realized that it was warping the format, and then they banned it. And I understand that it's probably easier to ban survival because it's you know. 15 years old and it's like well we're not going to lose any money by banning this and and you know people are saying like oh they're not going to ban stoneforge because they just put it in a event deck and they're not going to ban they've done it before because it's it's only got like you know four months of standard left over so they're just going to let you rot and like those are valid points i'm not saying those people are idiots um i'm just saying like i think that regardless of that like if they can do it with survival when the format is warping i think that they should do it with Stoneforge Mystic because the format is warping. The only thing I can imagine, Jay, honestly, is that it, they, they, they look at standard differently, and it's like literally maybe Wizards looks at it like, well, it's going to rotate soon anyway. That's the only yeah. thing I can think of, you know, but it, do, it still doesn't make much sense because when you totally destroy a format, one of the formats that's designed to draw people in, then you should probably do something about that. Well, that's the, that's the thing, right? Like, so, I mean, I think we've bitched about this enough, but, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was my main thing, just like, you know, like, I think, I mean, we got a couple of topics out of the way there, kind of. Yeah, like a bunch together, of but, together. Yeah, but, like, I think I think that's just my main problem right now with Magic and the state that it's in, is just, I'm not even having fun playing Standard, and I think, like, it's really just shitty that every year I have to take the summer off of Magic, and then they don't even fucking print Plane Chase anymore. <laughs> Isn't that, yeah, if, uh, Fuck. Yeah. Talk about that, like, Jay. How do you feel about them making how about things this? like Mark that? Rosewater promised. He said the word fucking promise <laughs> that they would continue to support Plane Chase. That was two fucking years ago, Mark. Yeah, Mark. What do Mark. you tell your kids when you break a promise to Listen them? Listen to this <laughs> shit, Mark. We know you're listening. You know what? They like, did continue to support it for, I don't know, a few months. And no, no, but no one this, is after. this is after they continued to support it. Yeah, it yeah. It went away. It went away, and then everybody said, hey, like, how come there aren't any more planes at my pre-release? And then Mark Rosewater said, oh, that's more of, like, a summertime thing, and it's kind of cool, and we wanted to still focus on, like, some new cards for promos and stuff. But don't worry, I promise that there'll be support for Plane Chase. It, like, that's paraphrasing, because he actually said, like, there'll be support for Plane Chase, probably. And then someone was like, probably? And then he was like... All right, everybody's just been asking me this. I just, I promise there'll be support for Plane Chase. Which is, like, such a fucking bullshit maneuver because i don't know if anybody's been watching e3 but like it's very i find like wizards being run by hasbro is very similar to e3 where like they just tell you what you want to hear like any other corporation and they use a bunch of buzzwords right but really like they say it in a way that just exonerates them from any type of responsibility like he didn't give a timeline on when he could produce plane chase of course so maybe he pulls it off like like 10 years from now where in like ten years he puts out a plane and it's like oh cool. Well, I no told you to come back. I didn't say when. Yeah, exactly. Well, to be honest, like I mean, they haven't they haven't really supported it. But honestly, who gives a shit? Everybody I mean, they supported does. Art. Really? Like, have you played Plane Chase? No, I, I fucking I bought all the decks for Plane Chase. I have all yeah, the fucking promo cards. I've spent extra money ordering the promo cards that I wasn't able to get. I bitch about this all the time. <laughs> I play Plane Chase as much as I can. It's fucking and then they kill yeah. Arch Enemy. And Arch Enemy is only fun when you play it with Plane Chase. Right. Yeah, I agree. I agree I with Jay, Arch though. I Enemy to never be fun. It, look, no, it's, it's, I, not well, fun. It's, it's not fun unless you put Scheme on the side of your Plane Chase dice, 
And then you have Plane Chase, Chaos, and Scheme as your possible roll conditions. And no one's the arch enemy, but everybody can roll the dice. And That's you just awesome. Chaos EDH. Yeah. That's the only so time it's fun. Totally... Is there more players playing competitively, or is there more players playing casually? There are more players playing casually. That's... Right. And it's a casual-supported format, right? So... That's what it's there for. You're you're and a competitive like, player. No, I'm I'm honestly more a casual player. Like I judge at most competitive events. I go to you know PTQs and GPs randomly, but well, and you play draft. I mean, like you're a good player and stuff. Like you're competitive. I do. Minded, I, I would say. draft all. You might play casual formats, but it, it feels to me like you are like a spike at heart. No, well, <laughs> I, I draft I'm a, I'm a, and I bitch I'm about it all the time, Timmy. but I'm not a spike. Don't call me that. <laughs> <laughs> No, well, here's the deal. They wanted casual players are where their most of their money comes from. Casual players, there are more of them than there are, you know, professional players or strictly competitive players. Uh, so they wanted, you know, they came up with Plane Chase because they wanted to have some big casual multiplayer thing to try and get people excited. They tried Plane Chase. It sold really well at first, and then people stopped caring because the games become too random, and it just stops. It just becomes about what plane you land on. And it takes it takes away the entire point of like b- trying to build fun decks because right. now your fun deck doesn't control anything anymore. Then they yeah. tried Arch Enemy, and that was a miserable failure because no one wants to play it unless they are the Arch Enemy. And if you are the Arch Enemy, it is you just win. Unfair. Yeah, you just so it's they just bonk. so they like now they're doing the smart thing. They're just piggybacking off of the success of you know the community oh, form. uh, yeah. multiplayer format. You know. Yeah, and that's that's a lot smarter than trying to come up with their own thing. Like this will work out better in the end. They're better doing something like this. I think having new cards in the commander decks is a brilliant idea, especially multiplayer geared cards. I think that's much better. Like, okay, what, what, regardless what? of whether you like the cards or not, this is a much better idea and will work out much better yeah. in the long run than supporting plane chase. There is no reason not to support plane chase, dude. You only have to print like a promo card for it every once in a while to be supporting every three it. months. At, yeah, at the yeah one the promo point. card, and you will be supporting the format you created, right? And and again, like another thing that pisses me off about that is they keep printing schemes. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm planes. saying, man. You like could do tonight, one at the same time. Yeah, like tonight, a guy won the special bonus prize at EDH League, which was actually badass, by the way. He won by equipping a planeswalker to a creature, uh, which is a special achievement that we have that came out since Bludgeon Brawl has become a card. Um, and so he actually did it. It's like the hardest thing on the world to do. But he actually did it, which was really cool. And so he won this extra special bonus prize. So he won like three faction packs. He won two packs of NPH. And then he won uh, three schemes and the Mirror Depths plane. Two of the schemes that he's won, I've never seen before. And I have all the schemes. So they're, and like they're new, right? But like, so for them to not support plane chase, which is better than Arch Enemy. And which even Jeebus has admitted, right? Like, Plane Chase was fine, and then it, 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 and everyone was excited about it, and it was fun, and then it kind of got unfun towards the end, and then there was Arch Enemy, which was a complete failure, and nobody liked it, and it was awful, and they, yet they keep supporting that product arbitrarily. Like, there's no updates about it. Mark Rosewater never talks about it. No one ever tweets or Facebooks or text messages anyone saying, like, oh my god, is it Arch Enemy night tonight? Because let's get fucking rowdy. <laughs> Like, what happens when someone says, do you want to play Arch Enemy, is just everyone just nut punches you. And they just say, fuck off. 
Well, okay. well, you know why they keep printing schemes instead of planes? Yeah, like, because what the f- well, the reason is because no one cares, so they can just they can type up anything. They could just type <laughs> up, you know, beginning well, of the keep, go fuck yourself. No yeah. one would even notice. I think if people they care. Plane, they have to actually have something, you know, fun and spend time and saying. effort on it. So your your argument is that they don't print planes because people care about them, and as such, they shouldn't support a format that people care about. <laughs> That's fucking awful, wizards, you bastards. Dude, he shouldn't be able to sleep at night, man. Like who? Rosewater? Yeah, man. It's all his fault. And, then, and that's the thing. Like, he promised that he would support it, and then he just, like, of course, he's just going to, like, bring something out in, like, 2020. Like, the anniversary you know, people of people promise lots of things. Yeah. Like, how, if, if you kept every promise you ever made, like, how many girls would you have had to marry by now? <laughs> well, okay, <laughs> okay. They, Bad example, Jesus. <laughs> Check it out, dude. They, this, I don't. These guys are in an industry where they do have a face that they have to protect. When you start making promises that you don't keep, then you make your company look bad. It's a bad yeah. idea. Uh, I don't disagree, but... But anyway, I, so, I Okay, enough of that. I think we're pretty yeah. much done with that whole and thing. And I think I think to, like, segue into Commander, because it's, like, the summer of multiplayer or whatever, they keep bringing <laughs> out these cool products. One thing that I'd really like for everybody to stop talking about it's just like how every single commander card is the tits. They're not the tits, by the way. Like, there's lots of bad cards here. Why does everybody think that every single card printed is so good? They just keep, like, jizzing about them. And, like, they're like, oh, my God, Ugh, this is so good. Ugh. <laughs> and it's like, well, it's not really that great. Like, one card that I think is awful, for example, is, like, Acorn Catapult that everybody went, like, all, like, balls out about. No, I so, think that's more of like a, a love of what it is than that it's yeah. an actual great card, right? But like, like people were like, I'm gonna put this in maybe <laughs> this is okay in tokens, but like at the same time, like, why is this a rare? And then like yeah. another thing is like everyone kinda was going nuts about command tower, which doesn't seem that good to me. You can add one mana really? of any color of your commander's color identity to your mana pool. But like there's do, do any land- of your commander decks have more than one color? Well, they do, like but that, what I'm saying is... It just goes like, in every single deck. Like, what is not good about that? Why would I'm just you not saying, put like, that in every single I'm just saying it's, deck? it's not as good as everybody says. Like, there's lots of, like, no, lands that already do this. So, like... There's nothing that already does that. There's lots of there's lands no that already land make that lots of colors. There's no land that says, give you any... Right, but there's no land that says, tap for one mana of whatever color you want with absolutely no drawback whatsoever. Okay, right. so... Yeah, okay, that... I guess... Yeah, but still, I mean, there are a lot of cards, Jeebus, You have to admit, man, that have been that have been promo. Yes, there are a lot of cards. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> there are a ton of cards in Magic, dude, and you cannot argue that no matter what you say. Okay, no, but really, like, there are a lot of cards that they previewed that aren't that good, man. I mean, they're just they're the and everyone every like, single I'm just, card. I'm just not as excited as everybody else's. Every single cards. card, people have freaked out about. Everyone. I will. Like Jay, you use the you use the example of acorn, whatever acorn can catapult, is that what it's yeah. called? Yeah, catapult. So, all right, catapult. So I think one of the problems is you're following too many people, because yeah, I, I saw I saw exactly one person say they liked it, and they said it in defense of everyone else saying it sucked. But well, first of all, it's it's not a good card, but I like that it makes squirrels because there needs to be more squirrel cards. <laughs> oh, um, yes. That said, it's also like don't think of it as rare. Like all of the new cards are fixed rarity. They are all they are all They're exactly all rare, as rare. I guess, yeah. So yeah, it 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 doesn't matter what you know pretty little symbol they put on it. It's completely irrelevant. Other than it prevents them from having to like put another reprint rare in there. 
Yeah. But I think because you're following so many people, you're seeing everyone jizz over all these cards. Yeah. And well, I like to be in like, touch with the people. I yeah, understand. He likes but to it's, touch the people. I, I, <laughs> but I think it's I think it's different people jizzing over each different card. Yeah. Because they've done a good job in making them appeal to different people. So like, some of these cards, you know, they just don't appeal to me in any way. But I right. can see exactly which one of my friends would want these. Yeah, so they're not yeah. all they're not all good universally, but every single one of them there will be people who find a use for, no matter how awful that use is. Yeah, that's true. Like even Omen Machine can beat some people. <laughs> right. Well, it's if you have Teferi out in uh, EDH, then you just win with that or Knowledge Pool. That, Jeebus, have you have you like listened to other podcasts and articles and things like that though? Like I can honestly say. I have not yeah, heard anyone it's... complain about one of these damn cards, dude. Yeah, me not too. One of them. I've never seen like, and I mean, I Jeebus says that he has. I've never, I've never heard seen a complaint it, no. about well, any of these cards. I'm like, look at this. How about this? How about this? Let's go to Twitter right fucking now. You know and what it is? This is exactly this. what it is, dude. They're coming out with cards that haven't been printed before. Yeah, that's, that's all it is, dude. It is. That's all it is. That's the reason but why you people know what the are thing freaking is, out. Like, normally during spoiler season. There's new cards that come out, and there's there's skeptics. There's there's crotchets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. grumpy old Jeebus. <laughs> like, you know, but well, not just... Like, look, look at this. I, I want to see the Sapperling EDH general exclamation point. Uh, I was speechless for the last five minutes. Uh, <laughs> Are you it, serious, let, dude? Let's see. What else? Let's see. There's other stuff. Uh, Norbert. Uh, that... Wow. Kalia is nuts! Exclamation point. One thing that I'm disappointed. Maybe she is. One thing that I'm disappointed so far about the commander product. This is somebody else. No multicolored cards besides legends. I wish there was a little more. Which is almost like a humble brag. Like, too bad this set's so awesome. I wish just that it was a little bit more awesome. But no big <laughs> deal because it's still pretty awesome. Dude, I'm still uh, having a hard time getting over the. I couldn't say anything for the last five minutes or whatever, dude. <laughs> and then, like, even well, this. In, wow, in defense these... of what Norbert said, though, because, uh, like, Holly was just spoiled, I think, like, an hour ago, yeah, it looks yeah, like. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So, it's like, a good card. It, like, that one is a good card. I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying, like, not every card is this no, good. Are, like, even this. Yeah, there wow, are good the cards. Art, wow, the art on Taste of Blood is amazing. Dude, there's uh, this Kalina's, totally... Kalina's dis- uh, you know what? Like the art of uh, the art on Phyrexian and Unlife is amazing, but the card is a piece of shit. Like, no, I know that, but that's what I'm saying. Like, like there's no complaints. No one's saying anything bad about this at all. I've got no one's I saying the say art something. is good, but this card sucks. They're there's one what's card. What's to complain about? Like, this isn't. This isn't. It's annoying. You know, fuck you. Like, no, you're not. You're not buying booster <laughs> packs of this. You're not. You know. You're not. Th- this isn't the shit you're getting when you're trying to open your batter skulls. Like, this is what you buy because you want it. You know, the, the people looking at these spoilers and being excited, uh, <laughs> they they understand that this is a multiplayer product. They're not going to like everything. I think card, you're giving them a little too much credit. Yeah, you are, dude. So check this out, Jeebus. And I love the I fact that... I think these that, people are just donkeys the and the in front of them. You're arguing this, but here's That's, the thing, dude. What, what we're saying, and it's plain and simple, man, is that people are jizzing over every fucking card in the set and not... Being realistic, that there are some bad cards. I'm. We're not saying that there's no good cards. There's some, definitely some good cards. But when you do not like one of Mister Rogers' neighborhood, dude, and yet right. like everything's shiny, happy, joy, joy, which it's not. 
it's like, man, just, okay, just be a little bit realistic, right, <laughs> about some of the cards and just admit that some of them are not that great. That's all we're saying. Yeah. Right, well, I'm, That's all. like, I agree people are jizzing <laughs> over every cut. Look, look, look. Are you looking? All right. I'm looking. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm, I'm looking. totally looking right now. There, you there let were, me know. I'm looking right now. <laughs> All right. There are different people jizzing. Like, everyone is jizzing over the cards designed for them to jizz over. You know, and, and, and all and the for other some, ones. For some reason that I don't know, maybe they have more self-control than me, but they're just not bitching about the ones that aren't designed for them. Maybe they understand they're not designed for them, but every one of these cards is designed to make someone needlessly happy. You I know one right. card that's Magic really players sick. Definitely are the kind of players that don't ever complain about things that don't involve them. No, dude, Absolutely. this is important, man. There is a card in, <laughs> in these these decks that is totally sick, dude. That that I have to say, people are not complaining about. They're they're talking up, and I agree, man. This card is awesome. It's called Soul Ring, dude. <laughs> oh, look! Here's another tweet. Wow, Kalia is insane. Just oh FYI, God, just dude! Ser- seriously. Right. Okay, let's. You know, you know what I think is insane. Hey, you know what I think's insane, honestly? Brick and mortar stores. <laughs> Go us. <laughs> Go us. Tell me more about it. So there was a discussion between uh, Jeebus and someone on Twitter that, uh, which I'll I'll leave out of it for right now. But anyway, yeah, that's fine. That uh, basically, the person on Twitter was saying that they have a brick and mortar store and that their prices they don't compete with online prices because they're not their competition. And basically, what Jeeves? Well, go ahead and say what you were, what the point you were trying to make, Jeeves, because I don't want to speak for you on that since you're right here. All right. Well, I mean, what they were basically saying is our prices are higher than online. We have no intention with competing online. Go fuck yourself. Almost with that exact same tone. Like I tone, yeah. I could. I totally got the tone from the tweets. Yeah. So it wasn't. (laughs) You know, I need to start this war. But anyway. so that was their opinion, and I was just pointing out that that is one of the that is probably the stupidest opinion you could possibly have. Like you can't, you don't have to sell online for the internet to be your competition, right? Because the internet's there. You can't pretend it doesn't exist. Yeah. And no, I, I think. Admit, I think you're absolutely sorry, correct. No, I was just gonna say I think you're absolutely correct. Like for the people that don't know, I play EDH quite a bit, and my go-to deck that I've dumped all the money into, like the only one that I have, is my Silvos deck. And it turns out that for some reason I don't have a Woodfall Primus, and uh, and then because I play EDH League, I also needed to I needed a card in my colors that could destroy or counter something, and it needed to be textless. So the only green card that does that is Oxidize. So I needed one of those, and then I needed a Patron of a Rotary. I needed some other cards. Blah blah whatever. Long story short, my my local brick and mortar store that I is like the only store that I really like support in and out and like tell people to go to and spend money at and et cetera, had all these cards from anywhere from, you know, $2 to $7, let's say, right? I went online and found all these cards for a total of like $10. I ordered like 20 cards that I needed. Uh, you know, I was getting Woodfall Primus for a dollar. I was getting Oxidize for, you know, 49 cents. Uh, you know, like just things like that. And I think that, you know, they're not directly competing or care to compete with the internet in terms of like directly doing pricing on old cards and stuff like that. But you definitely have to be aware of that. Like you can't just be naive and say that you don't compete with the internet because people come to your store and buy things because more people would be coming to your store and buying more things 
if the internet wasn't there beating you. Okay, and well, like, well, now let let me just stay on. Oh, go ahead, Jeebus, if you have something to say in that before I before I argue with both of you. <laughs> okay, well, I'm I am glad he, to hear Jay say that because the one the one thing that made me question my argument at all was the fact that this store is located in Canada, and because it like that's for, a big factor. People, it is because for people in America, you know it. Shipping is like two dollars or something. Yeah. You wait like three days and it's there. I know for At you guys, most. shipping's more. You have to. I think it's like minimum a week. I don't know. At, you guys like don't it's have pretty. Uh, it's VAT pretty close. No, and it's it's because of like customs and stuff. It's pretty close. And the other thing is like we also don't have any like there's not really any Canadian magic stores, and there aren't any like there sure as fuck aren't any on the scale of uh, like Star City or Troll and Toad even or Channel Fireball like. Like, they're not stocked as well, they're not, their prices aren't as good, they're shipping, like, for me to pay the same amount of shipping or more shipping to get something shipped from Toronto than I do from something like from Cool Stuff Inc. in Florida, I think that's ludicrous. Yeah, so, you know, to, to, to kind of make a point on the person that you were arguing with earlier, like, they are a store that's in Canada, and so that does factor in quite a bit. I'm not saying that they were right, because uh, I don't believe that they were. But it's still something like in Canada, that's something that we have to deal with all the time. And I think that's totally bullshit. Like, we have to deal with that all the time with magic, especially. And, like, what the fuck? It's not like we're fucking Mexico. And it's not like it's the 50s. Like, we're the same, if not better, than you guys in some respects <laughs> on certain Whoa, things. Okay, well. So, like, yeah. so let's, like, let's, what the, the fuck's going on here? <laughs> but, you know, what right. I mean? like, what's going on here? Like, why Why can't, like, I went to go buy something why can't from fucking... You move to Seattle? I went, well, that's the thing. Like, I went to go buy something from fucking, I think it was even Star City Games the other day. And I went to go pay, and it forced me to log in first and create a username to buy cards from them, which I thought was fucking bogus. And then I went through and I bought all my cards. I spent like an hour searching for all these cards, blah, blah, blah. And then I got to the, like, the payment, which is four easy steps. And the last <laughs> step is actually clicking pay. And then I clicked, how would you like to pay? So I clicked PayPal. And then it's like, oops, we don't do PayPal outside of the U.S. Well, it's not like I live in China. Dude, I don't that's live in what Guatemala. you get for being Canadian. I'm not man. from Madagascar. All right. I'm fucking... does, PayPal, does PayPal have verified accounts for other countries? Yeah, they do. Canada, I can get verified in Canada if I wanted. But it wouldn't matter. Yeah, it is, because they still don't do I it. I mean, if you're verified, countries. there's no reason for that. Like, that's so fucking stupid. That is stupid. But okay, let me let me speak in, de- in defense of this, this person now. Since you guys said All your right, bullshit well, before, arguments. Before you defend, um, I just want to know. Because you said you could argue either side. Are you... What you're about to say, is this what you actually believe, or do you just want to piss me off? Both. <laughs> okay. Um, but no, I also don't believe it. So anyway, what I'm, what I'm going to say is this, and this is true on, on their behalf. It's not that I don't believe either side, it's the fact that I just don't care. But what I do care about is making sure that the argument gets out there. And this is the point. For one thing, brick and mortar stores, we all know. I mean, I think you're wrong to say that it's not at all competition with online stores. I don't think that that's, I mean, I think they're, they're wrong in saying that. But at the same time, when you have a brick and mortar store, it's, it's, I mean, it's just economics that yes, they're going to be competition, but you have to decide whether or not you, you are going to focus on that as competition or if you're going to focus on what you do as a brick and mortar store. I mean, clearly, I, you're not going to your F&M at 
an online place where you bought cards, right? You draw people in by doing gaming and draw them in through other means. And then when they're there, they buy cards, they buy packs, they buy sleeves rather than, you know, and not to mention, if you need a card that day and your local brick and mortar store has a good selection of cards, you might pay a little bit more for it just to go in there and pick up the card and be able to play with it then. Brick and mortar stores have higher overhead without any doubt Okay, and because of that, they don't have a choice but to charge more. They have to charge more for the things that they sell because otherwise they're not making enough money to pay for their overhead. They have employees, they have a building to pay for, and some some online stores don't even have to have all that. I mean, this is, we're talking about like a store where people come in to have events where you've got to focus on more more uh, employees and things like that. There's a lot of overhead involved with with the regular brick and mortar store as opposed to online. And and even like if you go to look at Card Kingdom or even I'm sure at Star City when they first started out and everything, they made tons of money off their online. They made almost none on the brick and mortar side of things because of the fact that it it just doesn't make as much money as uh, because there's so much overhead involved with with running the actual storefront. Well, th- like that's all true, but well, that's it, all, that's I all mean, I'm saying. I'm really not saying it's not competition. Of course, it's competition to some extent. But I mean, so you, so is a brick and mortar store supposed to lower their prices down to match Star City Games? That's not realistic. It doesn't matter if well, it's realistic Star or not. City. Well, it does like, like, I, evolve I, or die. What was that? Yeah, like I it, all of the pricing. Well, sorry, go ahead, Jay. I was just gonna like all I said is it doesn't matter if that's if that's realistic or not. You have to evolve or you die. If you if you aren't making enough money selling your singles for f- twice as much as Star City Games <laughs> or a dollar more than Star City Games, it doesn't matter what the price is. Right. Then make your money somewhere else. Put a fucking pot machine in your store. Yeah, you but no Star one's City saying that she's not successful. From? A fucking pot machine. Right. No one's saying she's well, not this successful. This is in Canada. We can't just vend pot wherever we want. <laughs> <laughs> This is no, but I mean right, well, seriously, dude. You're like no one's saying that she's not successful. She didn't. I didn't hear her complaining saying I don't make any money off of my cards. No, no but that's what you're saying. The argument was is that like our stores supposed to match their games because they have un they have unnecessary costs. Like Star City doesn't have you know storefront and stuff to pay for and rental space to pay for and so. But like what I'm saying is that doesn't matter to me because I'm a consumer. I don't give a shit about your problems. Right, I right. I want to buy my fucking couch from you. Okay, I don't so, care so that, you I don't need... care that your warehouse costs <laughs> you more money than Leon's. Yeah, you go. Okay, you go down, down to your F and M. Warehouse lease, you dick. Go down to an F and M. You need a card. You gonna are you gonna what have have Star City Games fax it to you? Yeah, I mean you go to you go down <laughs> right. to the local store and you buy the card right there, but, right? But what I'm saying is that's the only upside to brick and mortar stores, and and even then, that's a slim upside. The only time that that ever comes into play is again when you need that card that day. Like right. even even Troll and Toad will overnight you cards for PTQs, and like. And Star City Games opens and shit. You realize and, you play uh, events. And I borrow the cards from my friends. You realize you play events in a brick and mortar store, right? Yep, I do. Okay, but and, and supporting brick and no, mortar plays, stores. He plays events in a bar. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, so yeah. That bar doesn't pay any fucking overhead for magic cards to be in it. And when I go to a Star City Games open, uh-huh. that isn't a store paying for that. That's Star City Games charging me money. You're right. So dude. like. You know what I'm saying? They should they should just quit, dude. Actually, I'll I'll just put the we'll just throw this out there right now. This is the answer for the problem. Close. Just close. quit. Just close. Just All quit. Right. You know what? 
know what all the mom and pop grocery stores do that are run by the little Korean people and their their sob stories that like Co-op and Costco and Safeway are taking them over and kicking them out of their neighborhoods? They sell online magic cards. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Sell something online. Shut the fuck up. I don't want to go to your little Korean store and pay eight dollars for a jug of milk because I'm supporting the <laughs> little guy. Okay? Because my right, money's well, fucking important. No, I don't care about that either. It's not about supporting the brick and mortar store. What I'm saying is, she. This is what I'm saying. She's not selling to you or me, right? She's selling to the kid not down the street prices. that doesn't know any fucking better. <laughs> That's the point, dude. She's so not selling to us. Hold on, hold on. I gotta get in here for a sec. So they're crooks. Yes. Like. First of all, this, this was this argument was specifically about legacy staples. So no little kid who doesn't know better is buying legacy staples from her. But like you, uh, I think it was Tangent asked, you know, should online stores lower their prices to match Star City? And like, as someone who works in a brick and mortar store, and you know, I price everything we sell. Like, your prices should already be, be below Star City because their prices are fucking outrageous. No, that's like, not. I, I was saying should brick and mortar stores, not online stores. Online stores can do whatever the hell they want. Sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. But, I meant brick and mortar store. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like I, I work in a brick and mortar store. Right. Like our price, on most stuff, our prices are better than Star City. Or like, we're not always, you know, we're not always cheaper than everywhere online. But that shit's out there. So we at least have to be competitive with them. But you know we do have we do have higher overhead, so you don't make up for that by charging two hundred dollars for a beat to shit underground sea. You make up for that by having like a dollar minimum for rares. So those shit rares that you know little kids who don't know, know better want that maybe they could get online for thirty cents, like they'll come in and they'll pay a dollar for them, and like that stuff will actually move. I think you should just sell to... proxies and pretend that they're actually the real cards, and that way you can really make your money. That seems like a good, solid way to make your money, doesn't it? That seems like a fantastic way to go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So the point is, close your damn store and open an online store and stop bitching. Yeah, the point is, if you're selling, like, if you want to sell legacy staples in your store and pretend the Internet doesn't exist, you the only time you will ever sell legacy staples is the day before there is an event, like, right next to your store. Well, why don't you tell me this shit's about legacy staples before I see her arguing with you, making me sound like a freaking retard? What's it? (laughs) I said, why don't you tell me this is about legacy staples before I'm sitting here arguing for 20 minutes? To be honest, you, like, jumped in and didn't really let him finish. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, you just, just, like, I gave you the summation of the argument online, and you were like, I'm going to side with her because I think it'll be funny. So, fuck you. So, like, you know... That's... If you had read the argument, you would have realized that, that was I was like right a lot along. of work to go through, dude. You guys were bitching for a long time. So, <laughs> all right. Anyway, so th- what, what's I was enlightening. <laughs> no, but I mean, really, though, I, I understand what you're saying, but I thought it was more like like just a general brick and mortar store question, selling like you know commons, uncommons, and junk rares and shit. Like I, I feel yeah. that it is. Jeebus uh, is just saying that. In this particular argument, it was specifically with legacy staples, yeah, and the main issue being is about. legacy staples. Yeah, yeah, or well, any even type two staples. Like you shouldn't be pricing your batter skulls above Star City because they will never, ever, ever move. Like any sort of staples or high price, anything expensive needs to be competitive with online. Like if you could put Omen Machine in a binder for three dollars, and like if someone was gonna buy that piece of shit for a quarter, they will pay $3 for it because clearly they don't understand how this game works anyway. 
Well, I mean, it seems like to me, and and maybe this is just your store. I mean, it seems like it's it's hit or miss between different stores. But most of the brick and mortar stores I've been to are a fraction, and I mean a very small fraction above what they would be online. And it seems that somehow compensates for the fact that you don't have to get them shipped and you don't waste the time in getting them. I've never seen something that was outrageously above. It sounded more like like this was like an argument about, now anyway, it sounds like it's an argument about just doubling the freaking price on cards or something. I think on no, like no staples you should ever be charging more than Star City. And matching them, like matching their price might even be too high. Because they, most of the, like most of their legacy or standard staples you can get on eBay for much cheaper. Like I try and stay competitive with eBay prices. Right. Because realistically that is what people are willing to pay. Like Star City, I'll just keep using Omen Machine. Star City could mark Omen Machine up to $20 in their store. And suddenly people will think it's worth that. But like, there's no record of what they sell. Just because they're charging, you know, $20 for Omen Machine, or just because they're charging, like, $140 for Underground Sea, that doesn't mean they're getting it. That's just what they want. If you right. go somewhere like eBay, you can see what people will actually pay. And I think, that, like, that's what stores need to try and stay competitive with if they ever want to move anything, again, except for junk casual cards that, you know, whatever. Open an online store and problem solved. Cool? We're good? <laughs> All right. Well, we do, but or like, like or you you have like, to offer. Like, you, I think the main thing is you have to offer something that online stores don't like, and it has to be something other than I can get my cards right fucking now. Strippers. I'm not saying that that's totally irrelevant because it's not. I mean, we for offer you, me. Yeah, like it has to be something better than that. You have to have strippers or a bar like Boosh plays at, right? Yeah. Or just like, <laughs> or even like a funny sign that says, "Hey, fat guy that stinks and never showers, <laughs> fucking shower." <laughs> And then I'll be like, ha oh, That's funny. Or air conditioning. Don't even you know get what? me started how bad this fucking customers smell. This, this one store that I went to is like the worst store ever, and they had no prize support, and they really sucked, and it was like awful, and they had no redeeming qualities but one. And that one redeeming quality was the fact that they had fucking air conditioning. Oh, my God. Dude. And it was on, and it worked. That would have been nice. They, they weren't all uppity about it and bitchy and... And they just, they, you know what they did? They just fucking turned it on and made it comfortable for me so that when my sweaty haunches were touching some other fat guy, sweaty <laughs> haunches, they didn't stick together in, like, a weird sweat paste, you know? See, the like, other sorry for that visual, fuck. I mean, the other option would be to play somewhere that has enough room so your fucking gross, sweaty Canadian haunches don't have to touch each other. Enough, enough what? Enough rum? <laughs> rum. Enough yeah. rum. R- relax, guy. <laughs> like, yeah. Where are you like, from? It, I'm from Boston. That, you're from Boston, where room. Well, if you, like if you get enough rum, rum dude, you, rum. Do, you you. I think you're be more inclined to touch each other. That's the problem. Yeah, absolutely. That's. I mean, that's different. We're not talking about. You know, we're not talking about G bombs here. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna break all conventional wisdom for brick and mortar stores, but your play space and your store in general, it should be clean, well lit, air conditioned, or heated in the winter. And, like, having a bottle of, like, air freshener wouldn't kill you either. Yeah, exactly. And a bathroom that works. That's so crazy never... talk, you guys. <laughs> Back in my day, we used to play magic in the dirt. Take <laughs> shit on our faces. <laughs> this used to be all orange groves. <laughs> shut up and eat your turnips. So, so, uh, do elves suck? Oh, man, elves are the worst. So elves, Dude, I thought elves, we weren't talking about G-bombs today. 
<laughs> what was that? Nothing. Oh, okay. Not everything I say is funny. Ignore me. All right. Yeah, I was. Um, anyway, so, yeah, no, here's the thing, dude. Suck, right? Like, elves don't suck. They're just not the one of the best decks, right? I mean, do they really suck? Right now. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. But, I mean, they like, realistically, it was, you know, it was online. I got into an argument because someone was talking about how elves suck and they're horrible and they can't win anything. And it was like, yeah, I, I realized that they don't win a lot and that they are not, like, top aiding or anything. But they're not a sucky deck. Like, I'll, I'll tell you a sucky deck if you want, to, want me to tell you one. But this, I don't, I don't find elves suck. It seems like people that really know how to pilot elves really well are able to pilot them fairly successfully. But, uh, you know, it's just like, I understand, like, your standard idea of a deck is that it sucks if it's not winning everything in the top eight. But I just don't think it's it sucks. I think that was a pretty strong... And I sat there and had, like, an endless argument with someone online about it. So am I wrong? That you had... Well, it's for... Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I think the question... It's pretty much broader than that. It, the question is just, do Tier 2 decks suck? Like, should you just not be playing anything except the Tier 1 decks? Yeah, well, I mean, I know that clearly you shouldn't be playing anything but Kaw or Splinter Twin right now. Anyway, or you're fucking insane, pretty much, because there's just nothing out there that wins. No, well, you shouldn't be playing those decks if you want to win. Right. Well, that's, that's what I mean, if you want to win. But, I, again, I don't if think If you don't want to win, then suck. don't give a shit. Like, let's put it this way. If you put Elves against Cobblade, does, does it, do Elves never win? Pretty close. I don't know. We should ask Smitty because he'll tell you that it wins every time or something. <laughs> yeah. See? <laughs> so there you go. So, and Smitty is clearly the, the judge and jury on this subject, so I think we've pretty much he solved it. He loves elves, dude. He uh, loves green. I, he's I, a green mage, man. He'll just, he's <laughs> like, he'll just, anything that has green in it, he'll play it. I've just seen elves be so explosive that it doesn't matter if you have a batter skull out, they'll still trample you for 50. I've seen elves do a do oh, a lot of it, damage, yeah. you know. Yeah, but. I've seen it happen, but one one strategically well placed piece of removal or board wipe just totally they can't compete with batter skull after that, right? Yeah, yeah, no, I know. If they've got a board wipe though, but I mean, who's? I mean, hardly any decks seem to really be. Yeah, I mean, are you main deck? Well, that's because nobody's deck? playing fucking elves. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so it, it wouldn't. It doesn't suck, really. It the the thing we, that sucks is Splinter Twin, and uh, the reason why it's unplayable is because of Splinter Twin and those few people that are holding on to Valica, because yeah. it just. I mean, Pyroclasm just wrecks it. So yeah, even even like the people that keep trying to force Mono Black Control, that like hoses it too, right? Like Consume the Meek is good enough to beat Splinter Twin. Uh, if you can, you know, if you can get it, like, if they don't get theirs on turn five. Right, right. Or if you have some ramp. I mean, they all, there's, like, and Black has enough instant speed removal, you know, where they can kind of do that as well. So, like, Elves just is, like, a tier three deck. Like, it's not a real deck. If you want to play Elves, you just play Commander. <laughs> but it doesn't suck in that, like, it will, it will kick it's the a- ass of pretty much any, like, random rogue deck that some ten-year-old's shows up with or yeah. crush like a Well, yeah, I mean, and, it, and when it explodes, it'll explode over almost any deck. It just has to hit the right things. I'm just saying I don't think it sucks. I just think it's just not good enough to win right now because so of the deck. So are we going to have another one of those conversations like on Twitter where Chris Lansdell and 
uh, Nina were going at it about like how negative Magic players are and how like everything sucks if it's not the best. Is that what you're trying to say, Tangent? It's just that you do, you feel that we shouldn't be saying that elves suck and that that's their word. Because <laughs> <laughs> like this is the thing if. If it doesn't like like you guys know what I'm talking about, right? Like you right. guys you guys feel that the that the magic community is very much like that. Oh, absolutely, man. It's either the best or the worst, right? Right, right. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, no, I was just trying the, the whole point is when you defend the argument like like normally if if I say dude, blah, you know, whatever sucks, right? Then I'll defend the argument of whether or not it sucks, but if it's literally like well, it sucks. Well, why does it? What do you mean it sucks? Well, it's not. It's not making top eight. Oh, so that means it sucks. So it defines a deck whether or not it makes top eight or not. I mean, how right many now. how many online tournaments does elves win? You know, None. it's just what defines whether or not something sucks. It just has to be the champion. Okay, well then the only deck that's good in this format is Cobblade, and all the rest suck. You know what this reminds me of? This actually reminds me of uh, the Cold Off of Phoenix argument. <laughs> no, I'm not. Not no. But, the difference is, is, is what what Smitty was trying to say was that was that Koldotha Phoenix is really good, right? I'm not saying the elves are really good. good. It's what? It is good. It's good when. In a vacuum. Yeah. Like in more standard, <laughs> it's good when it only draws lands. <laughs> <laughs> you just read the card and pretend that the rest of the game doesn't exist. It's fantastic. In, in that situation, it's the best card there is. <laughs> like, this guy is the best boxer in this gym if, right if, now. If I've no got Cold of Phoenix and you've got a Steel Golem, it's an excellent card. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get it. Great point. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so anyway, I don't know what I'm, I don't know, the, the whole one, no, I, I use the word sucks all the time, but when someone actually comes to ta you know, puts me to task on it, it's either like I have to back off and say, okay, it doesn't suck, I just don't like it, right, or they have to say, no, it really sucks because it can't win at all, right, but it's just not the case, man, I mean, I know that, that if you give me a deck that doesn't have pyroclasm in it, it won't suck necessarily, but it's just like, yes, it sucks against Pyroclasm. I give you that, and that's pretty much all I will say. Elves is the worst. Yep, there you go. See, that's backing it up, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, I, I present my argument, and I have valid proof. <laughs> yeah, it's totally. It's the worst. Totally. <laughs> So, uh, so I mean I think I think well, that's probably enough elves talk. We don't Yeah, absolutely talk. dude. So have you have you seen this uh sweet sweet uh logo that we've started off with here? Yeah, I think uh actually that's really well done by Freemind Graphics. Uh who his real name is Jacob and uh really appreciate him kind of coming out to put that up for us. I think it looks cool. I think it's think? awesome. Yeah, I think it looks great. I think it'll look even cooler when he uh pimps it out like he's planning on doing for us though yeah i think it'll look badass actually and i think it looks good now like i think no, it does a cool it does. logo and it's nice to him like it's it's cool that people do that for us for no reason because yeah. really this yeah, podcast might be off he did that just throw it out there and he just comes this up podcast with one. Might be what? 
What was that, Jeeves? I said I said this podcast might be awful. <laughs> like so, he just no, like I... made us a logo based on credit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are you dude. glad that you have that sort of cred? He's like, yeah, if I it's am, gonna actually. be bad, I definitely I guy, want to be like, a part. I had a fan. I had a fan talk to me tonight about the A team. Like, hey, are you Jay? Yes, I am. <laughs> oh man, I love your podcast. I was like, thanks. It's really cool. You found the one, huh? I found him, <laughs> and then he's he found me on Twitter, which is cool. Oh, cool! Cyber stalking. That's always good. <laughs> yeah, you know, whenever someone comes up to me and is like, "Hey, aren't you Doctor Jeebus?" and I'm like, "Yeah," uh, they well, never say, "I love your like podcast." You. I normally just get like a punch to the nuts. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, dude, no one ever comes up to you and says, "Aren't you Doctor Jeebus?" Dude, as soon as they hear your voice, they're like, "There's no way in hell that's Doctor Jeebus." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I think I've had like three people ask me in what year is this? Six years. In what year is this? <laughs> like another crotchety old Jeebus saying. <laughs> Back in my day, wait, what year is this? You shut the damn up, <laughs> you brick and mortar store bastard. <laughs> what a fucking guy. It's like 1997, the year I was born. Yeah, like fuck. What year is this? What? I think you owe me $50 for a steak and a moon pie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. $50? That's like three cents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I like it. I dig it. I think it's really awesome. I hope that, um, I hope that, uh, yeah, when he, when he kind of pimps it out, it looks really cool. Yeah, dude, I, I definitely hope for that, too. I think, it, I think, you know, throw some bullets on there or some, uh, dead people or something. But anyway, I think we're Mother. pretty much, uh, gonna wrap this thing up, right? You guys have anything else you want to BS about? No, I'm good. I think I just wanted to uh, just thank everybody for listening and uh, and you know give us your feedback. And if you have anything that you want us to talk about or anything you want us to investigate, uh, we won't bullshit you. So let for us know. For sure, for sure. So where where exactly can they reach us though? Just out of curiosity. Oh, we are available on Twitter at Public Enemies MTG. But enemies because Twitter is lame. It's spelled really poorly and uh, it's spelled E N. E M Y S because it's one character too long if we spell it properly. And you can find us at public enemies MTG at gmail.com, uh, spelt correctly. <laughs> and uh, as always, you can find the three of us on Twitter Jbush Tangent Din, which is D Y N, and Dr. Underscore Jeebus with two E's. Indeed. All right, cool. Well, I think the, that about wraps it up. Do you have anything else you want to say there, Jeebus? Uh, no, I think that pretty much covers it. Cool. And uh, for everyone listening, next time you see a 14-year-old girl on the street, ask if it's Dr. G. This. <laughs> there you go, dude. <laughs> there you awesome. Go. All right. Peace. Yeah. Until next week, guys. We are out. Suckers, cuck, so hum MCs, you can't rock the game, so go cut the teeth. Take this application to rhyme like these. My rap trend hot, 110 degrees. So don't stop facing, I'll stop placing. Bet on that, you'll be disgracing. You and your mind from my feet from my rhymes. A time for a crime that I can't find. I show you my gun, my only way to come because I'm public enemy. Number one, one.